Well, today I want to talk to you as we look at Christmas Remixed. I want to talk to you about the genealogy of Jesus, the genealogy of Jesus. How many of you have some, some interesting folks in your family tree? Come on now. We all have that relative. Come on, some of us got those relatives, you know what I'm saying? Like we got plural, we got so many of them. But, but all of us, come on, all of us have that relative. And right now, come on, you're thinking about that relative, that uncle, that aunt, that grandparent, that cousin. You're, you got that relative in mind. Now, now, some of you, if you're having a hard time thinking of who that relative is, I can tell you why. Because you're probably that relative. And you, you, you didn't know that's what everybody else thinks about, about you. But we all have that relative. I can remember growing up, I was a kid and had a family member come to our house. And this particular family member had a wad of money. I'd never seen that much money before, and my relative pulled it out, and he threw it down on the concrete in front of us kids outside, and we were looking at that money, wanting to grab it, and our relative said to us, don't touch that money. I mean, it was a wad of money. I couldn't believe it. It was thousands of dollars there on the concrete, and that relative ended up in jail because that was drug money. Come on. We all got that. Come on. We all come on. That's the truth. We all got that relative. You know what I'm That relative. We all got them. There's another relative, and it broke my heart. And I found out that that relative that I loved and respected and admired was abusing children. And I couldn't believe it was that relative. And all of us in our family tree, all of us in our genealogy have that relative or those relatives and and friends one of the most interesting things about the gospel about Jesus is Jesus had that relative he had those relatives and and one of the interesting things about Jesus and the Christmas story point one is this is that Jesus came from man Jesus came from man one of the amazing truths about Christmas is that God became man little baby Jesus was born just like you and I and Jesus was born by a virgin lady named Mary this teenage lady and God became man God put on a bod just like you and I wear today and the Bible puts a great deal of emphasis on the fact that God became man. One of the most common phrases used to describe Jesus in the Bible is the son of man. The son of man. Here's an example of, of what I'm talking about in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 20. It says, Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man, notice that 
the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. The phrase, the Son of Man, so interesting if you study this out. The phrase, the Son of Man, is used 81 times in the Gospels alone. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see the phrase about Jesus, the Son of Man. 81 times the Bible drives home the fact that God became man. Jesus is the Son of Man, it's so, so interesting, and as you look at the genealogy of Jesus, it even becomes more intriguing, and it says this in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1, and, and Matthew gives us, he begins the book of Matthew with the genealogy of Jesus. He's the only gospel writer that begins his book with the genealogy of Jesus. And if you're new to Bible study, even if you've if you're been a, a part of Bible study for a long time, you can read the genealogy of Jesus and you can just kind of get bored. You're like, oh, what's that in there for? What's that all about? But it's in there. And there has to be truth. And there has to be something God wants to speak to us about and through the genealogy of Jesus. So let's look at this genealogy of Jesus, Matthew 1, verse 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David. Everybody shout, David. David. Come on, Midwest City, I couldn't hear you. Come on, everybody shout it again, David. David. Yes, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And Jesus came specifically from the genealogy of David. And this had to happen because it was prophesied in the Old Testament on many occasions that that Jesus would come from the line of David several thousand years before the Messiah, before Jesus was ever born, it was prophesied, it was foretold that Jesus would be born from the family of David. Matter of fact, when Matthew penned these words, as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, he realized the audience he was writing to in those days, that the Jewish people, they knew that the Messiah had to come from the family of David. Here's one of the prophecies that foretold the coming of Christ in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. It says, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, referring to Christ. This was foretold thousands of years before he was actually born. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on, notice this, David's throne. He has to come from the family of David and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Savior must come from the line of David. He's the son of man. And then when Matthew wraps up the genealogy, he brings up David again. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 17 says, Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 
14 from David to the exile to Babylon and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. Jesus came from man. His genealogy had to come from the line of David. I'm going somewhere with this. Just, just stay in tune with me. He came from man. Had to come from the genealogy, the line of David. The second truth I want you to see about the Christmas story and the genealogy of Jesus is that Jesus came from sinners he came from sinners and I want you to notice as Matthew begins to unpack the genealogy of Jesus in chapter 1 beginning in verse 1 this is the record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah a descendant of David and of Abraham Abraham was the father of Isaac he starts to give us genealogy Isaac was the father of Jacob Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and, and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Now, now why did he throw in Tamar like that? He didn't tell us who Abraham's mama was. And T Tamar was a shady character. She, she, she was shady if you study her life. I mean, why are you messing up the genealogy of Jesus by throwing in Tamar? And then Matthew goes on to say, Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of uh, Aminadab. Aminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Now, you didn't tell us. I mean, you skipped all those other mamas. And then when you finally pick a mama, it's a mama with drama. Rahab, come on, all my Bible scholars, how many know who Rahab is? Rahab the, no, the lady in the Old Testament. Come on, folks, be nice. It's Christmas. The prostitute. Why did you put her in the genealogy of, just leave her out. She's that relative. But he puts her in there. He goes on to say in verse 5, Boaz was the, father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, and now he includes another lady, another mama, and, and Ruth was a good lady. But the interesting thing about Ruth is you study her life. Ruth was not an Israelite. She was a Moabite. Why'd you mess up the gene? Just leave that stuff out, Matthew. Don't be mixing this all up and confusing folks. Don't be putting Ruth in here. She's not even an Israelite. Obed was the father of Jesse, verse 6. Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Bathsheba, the widow of Uriah. Matthew, you know that Jesus had to come from the line of David. Why in the world do you bring up Bathsheba and her ex-husband Uriah? Why are you throwing Matthew? Matthew, why do you throw David on the bus? You could have said a lot of things about David. David, a man after God's own heart. David, the one who killed Goliath. David slain his tens of thousands. You could have said a lot of things about David when you're describing and giving the genealogy of Jesus. But instead, you bring up Bathsheba and you could have left it right there. But then you throw in there the widow of Uriah. I mean, what are you doing, Matthew? 
all us Jewish folks back in those days, we know that, that you are Bathsheba. Oh, yeah. David had an affair with her. Oh, yeah. He got her pregnant. Oh, yeah. He killed Uriah. He had him murdered. Why do you bring this up? This Come on, make David look good. Don't make David look bad. What are you doing, Matthew? And Matthew, he's obviously, he wants the reader to know that Jesus came from a messed up, jacked up, whacked up family tree. Anybody relate to Jesus today? Come on, somebody. Yeah. Jesus came from a bunch of sinners. Oh, yeah, let me give you the genealogy of Jesus. Tamar, Rahab, Uriah, Bathsheba. Let me talk to you about the Je- Jesus came from man and he came from sinners. Pastor, why is this important? Because Jesus understands and he relates to us. Matter of fact, Hebrews talks about this in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18. It's such an important concept and understanding of the Christmas story. Jesus came from man and he came from sinners. And the scripture says because he himself suffered when he was tempted. Because God put on the bod. And he was tempted just like we are. It says he is able to help those who are being tempted. You see, one of the common things I hear from people is that they say, God doesn't understand me. That they think that God doesn't understand what they're going through. That they think that God really doesn't understand their pain. God understand my pain. Oh, he's just way up there. God understand my suffering. It's Christmas season. I know a lot of people are happy and joyous, but I'm lonely. And I'm depressed. God didn't understand me. He didn't understand my addictions. He didn't understand my sin. God doesn't understand me. And friends, that couldn't be further from the truth. Christmas is all about God became man. Jesus was born from sinners. He came from sinners. He understands what it is to suffer. Jesus understands what it is to go through pain. Jesus understands what it is to to, to go through humiliation. Jesus understands what it is to have his friends betray him. Jesus understands what it is to suffer and cry because Lazarus is dead. Jesus understands. He relates to us. God became man. God put on a bond. God was tempted just like you and I are. It's the Christmas story. God, I mean, get your mind around that. God who is spirit. God who has no beginning or no end. God became man. And he came from sinners. And Hebrews goes on to say in chapter 4 and verse 15, for we do not have a high priest, a savior, a Messiah who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. Please understand that. Jesus was tempted in every way. Come on, think about the ways you're tempted. Think about the things that have you trapped and addicted. Think about your hangups and your mess ups. Jesus was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. He did not succumb to it. He did not fall for the wiles and the deception of the enemy. Verse 16 says this I love this. Let us then, 
Then what? Because Jesus understands us. He was tempted in every way. He can relate to us. And he overcame every temptation. He did not fall. Therefore, let us, let us approach the God's throne of grace with confidence. Because we have one who can relate to us, who understands us, who's been through what we've been through. Except he overcame it so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. What's Christmas all about? God became man. God, we should die for our own sins, but God became man and took our place. And not only that, Jesus came from sinners. He relates to us. He understands us. There's the third thing that I want you to see about the genealogy of Jesus, and that is this. Jesus came for sinners. It's so important for you to grasp. Midwest City, it's so important for you to understand that Jesus didn't come just, just from sinners, but he came for sinners. Jesus is the only person who could come for sinners because he came from God and he was God. He is not only the son of man, but he is the son of God. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus came from sinners and he came for sinners. And after Matthew gives us the genealogy, what he does is he begins to shed some more light about Jesus. The first part of the genealogy, he lets us see he's the son of man. He came from, from sinners, Rahab, Tamar, Bathsheba, Uriah. He came from sinners. But now in the second part of this chapter in Matthew chapter 1, he doesn't talk about his humanity. He begins to reveal to us his divinity. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. This is Joseph because Joseph was going to not marry this lady named Mary because she was pregnant. And he thought she's got to be pregnant by some dude. And so the angel comes to him in a dream and says, Joseph, son of David, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from, notice this, is from the Holy Spirit. Yes, his genealogy. He is the son of man. But you understand something else about this Jesus. He's the son of God. I explained it to my kids last night. We have this family tradition where we gather around the Christmas tree and, uh, and we talk about the Christmas door and we touch the Christmas lights and we talk about how Jesus is the light of the world. And as we sat down for our devotional time, I begin to explain to my kids about this concept. I said, I'm going to teach the church this tomorrow. Jesus, he came as the son of man. But he also was the son of God, my little five-year-old. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't make sense to me. I said, let me explain it to you like this. I said, you kids, you're half your mama, half your daddy. You're Tiffany and you're Herbert. And we came together, and that's what you are. I said, Jesus, he's half Mary. But his daddy wasn't Joseph. Joseph raised him. He was his earthly father. But his DNA was God. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was the son of man, and he was the son of God. 
God. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because, notice this, notice this, because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus came from sinners and he came for sinners. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin, the virgin, because he's the son of God, will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God put on a bod, God with us. Jesus is the only person who has ever been born who's 100% man and 100% God. And if you think that you're 100% man and 100% God, cuckoo, cuckoo, you're not the Messiah. You're not the Savior. He's the only one that's 100% man and 100% God. He's the only one that has humanity and divinity. He, he's 100% man, 100% God. Jesus was humanity because he came from sinners. He was divinity because he came from God. He was humanity because he was born of a woman. He was divinity because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was humanity because his, mo mo his mother was Mary. He was divinity because his father was God. Jesus was his humanity made him the son of man his divinity made him the son of God his humanity understands our pain his divinity heals our broken hearts his humanity sympathizes with our addictions his divinity sets us free his humanity allows him to relate to us his divinity allows him to save us that's what Christmas is all about God became man Jesus came from sinners, and Jesus came for sinners. And Matthew said it and wrote it so well in Matthew 121. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And that is what Christmas is all about. Jesus came to save me from my sins. He came to save you from your sins. And oh, how we need to be saved from our sins. Even if you're, you don't know God today, even today if you question this whole Jesus and this whole God thing, can I tell you what you do know? Is you know that sin will mess up somebody. Sin will cause people to be addicted. Sin will cause people to lie, to cheat and connive. Sin will destroy a family. Sin will destroy a marriage. Sin will destroy kids. Sin will destroy relationships with relatives. Sin will destroy friendships. Sin will destroy finances. Sin will destroy a career. Oh, we all know it. It'll destroy a career. Sin will destroy a reputation. Sin will separate us from God. Sin ultimately causes us to spend eternity in a place called hell. But the good news of the gospel and the good news of Christmas is that we deserved death and we deserve to die on that cross. We deserved hell. But God, 
became man and was born by sinners and from sinners. And he lived a perfect and sinless life because of his divinity. And he took our place. And he died on the cross. And he rose again. And Matthew said to save us from our sins. And friends, that's the good news of Christmas. Jesus' humanity allows him to relate to us. But his divinity allows him to save us. And he wants to do that for you, Midwest City, Oklahoma City, those joining online. He wants to do that in your life today.